Minutes, a podcast devoted to reminding you, or telling you, perhaps, about the gospel of Jesus, which is that you're loved, and you need him to save you from yourself and the world and sin and death. And that's really good news. We're walking through the Bible, five minutes at a time, five minutes per book. And we're in 2 Samuel, and 2 Samuel 7 is when God makes a covenant with David that is fulfilled in Jesus. He says it this way in verse 12, chapter 7, When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a son, and he shall... I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. There's the good news right in the middle of 2 Samuel 7 that we do not understand fully until Jesus returns, but we understand a lot better after the ministry of Jesus and the teachings of the New Testament. Most of the book of 2 Samuel is not about Jesus. It's about David, who was a type of Christ. And if you read 2 Samuel, you're going to get a really mixed picture of David because David was a human being and made a lot of wild mistakes. We see... um, His passivity with his children that results in abuse and violence um, and really a terrible legacy for David. But we also see his heart over and over again. In the first chapter, David hears of Saul's death and laments him and laments his son, who was David's closest friend. Throughout the book, David will make mistakes and David will dance and his clothes will fall off and prophets will say things and the nation will um, go to war and it's an exciting book. And it, what can be confusing about it is Saul made mistakes and God turned his back on him. David makes mistakes and um, God handles those piece by piece, but he never turns his back on God. And the, the reasoning for that in a brief podcast, is that David's heart was always the Lord's, though he made mistakes. And what we see there is an opportunity for us, and it's an opportunity that can sound oppressive if we don't explain it well, but the opportunity is repentance. When we screw up, we repent. We do not believe that education, as in learning things, is the ultimate answer to how to flourish, though learning things is important. What I mean by that is we can beat ourselves up when we make mistakes or are caught in sin or in doing something wrong. The opportunity that is even greater than learning something intellectual is to repent, is to say to God, I'm sorry, I have sinned, forgive me, and help. Towards the end of 2 Samuel, David takes a census, which is a way of telling God, I'm going to trust the numbers of the nation of Israel, not you. And after the Lord uh, confronts David on the sin through David's heart, because he realized that he had sinned, he says, I have sinned greatly in what I have done, but now, O Lord, please take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. This is 2 Samuel 24, 10. And we could make much of David's passion, but passion without a repentant heart is very harmful. But passion, which David was, but I don't think that's what God loved about him. What God loved about him was his repentant heart. Ultimately, he was always willing to say he was sorry, first to the Lord, and then to go and make it right. We see this with the Gibeonites, who Saul had sinned against. We see it directly with the Lord here, and we see it throughout David's life. He's a very challenging 
biblical figure that we'll look at next week and the week after in Kings and Chronicles. But ultimately, he had a repentant heart. And the opportunity for us is the same when we sin to ask for God's forgiveness. Even if we know our theology and that we're already forgiven because of Jesus' work, it is still the most... um, the only way. It is still the only way to flourish in this life amidst the curse with the reality of our sin is to live lifestyles in keeping with repentance. Not like David, who sinned wildly, but like him in the sense of the way that we approach God in prayer and in life. That's it for five more minutes this week. I hope you're encouraged not by David, but by the Lord and the good news of his gospel. Mm-hmm.